how's Miss Lisa doing? I haven't seen her much of her, like even just on Facebook or whatever. Like, um, she's doing good. Yeah, she was um in school one while. Okay. Working on a, I think a second master's degree, and she oh. decided, and she decided um that she didn't really need it that. You know, community work and stuff was what she enjoyed, and so she's back. Matter of fact, I just got to reading the text from her. Oh, okay. Yeah, so she'll be on the uh, executive committee meeting call. That's night. Okay. And it's tonight. Mm-hmm. Okay. We gotta find you some more folk for your committee. Yeah. <laughs> and I apologize. I don't have anything typed. Shoot. I'm sure I could type up something. I'm supposed oh, to have yeah. a. Uh-huh. No, Sandra Combs. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna see if Sandra will serve on that committee with you. Okay. But now I need to make she gonna fuss at me if I get this appointment made for a mammogram. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> she need to get this. She need to fuss at you. And one of my cousins messaged me yesterday. Um, she's like, "You get that appointment made?" I'm like. Okay, mm. <laughs> gotta get this point. Yeah, I just been having anxiety about going. I don't know. I know I gotta get over that. I can double up on my mask. I just need to get over my anxiety. Yeah, about going out. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. Don't stop going out. I haven't been out since September. Oh wow, that's a long time. Yeah, um, they may would. Um, I don't know if you if you um, ask them or tell them your condition, they may come to you. you know, they, they have that that van. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't know. Okay, this weather is really tra- it's it's too early for bugs. It's a spike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't, don't stop going out as long as you, you know, can get out, get out. You know? Are you living by yourself now? Yes, but my son comes over every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to get some things in the works, um, medical-wise, so, Yeah. <laughs> But um, I'm about to hit the live. <laughs> so okay. turn this around. Okay, I'm ready. Let's get. It's dark over here today for some reason. The weather really cut up. Good morning to everybody out there in the Facebook world. Um, as you all can see, my special guest. Is Mrs. Emma Agnew from the Craig County chapter of the NAACP. I'm going to turn my ringer off. So, <laughs> all right, here we go. We have a lot to discuss today. Well, so yeah, we're definitely going to get into it as soon as we get on air. We have a few moments. Mm-hmm. So, please stand by you all if you have any questions, comments. Um, we will definitely mm-hmm. be talking about some of the things that. Um, are happening in our state, the bills and re- resolutions and, you know, that have passed or that are still in the process of 
whatever. Um, it's mm-hmm. uncomfortable, but we have to talk about these things. Um, you have to be informed. So, yes. Because sitting back and doing nothing does nothing. <laughs> um, exactly. Yeah. Somebody's going to make a decision. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I might need to go get another cup, cup of coffee. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, for this conversation, I think I might need another cup of coffee. Jesus. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Mm, I'm having a problem getting my light fixed this morning, y'all. How my light look? These are well, too, too night. Yeah. We're gonna let it roll because I look overly. <laughs> I don't know. These <laughs> these ring lights are touch and go sometimes. <laughs> yeah. All right, shiny. <laughs> well, makeup this morning. You look very nice. <laughs> I put on makeup. <laughs> Proud of myself. Well, Sometimes you have those mornings where it's like, I'm just going to do the bare minimum, and then you end up like, oh. Yeah, most mornings for me, if I'm not going out, if I'm going to be around the house, every now and then, if I'm going to be around the house, still, I'll get up and put on makeup and, you know, (laughs) I might put on a little low heel or something. Okay. Cute for my husband. (laughs) Look, we need to have a whole conversation with the elders about how to, um, you know, I'm not married anymore, but I do hope to get married again one day. And yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of things I could still learn. Oh, yeah, there are things <laughs> I could still learn. <laughs> you know, there's always something to learn. Yeah, so I'm going to have to organize that. Mm-hmm. We're going to be going on air in about 10 seconds. So for those of you out there in the Facebook world, we're just having a little light conversation because we want to get everybody in on the conversation. Here we go. Good morning, everyone, and happy Monday to you. Uh, today is March 1st, first of the month, and it's also the first Monday of the month. And that means it is the NAACP's day. And I'm joined by Mrs. Emma Agnew, the president of the Craig County chapter of the NAACP. Sorry, my speaker wants to talk. Um, so, in on the conversation too. <laughs> yeah, let me make sure to turn that off. Um, can't have any interruptions. But okay, we're going to get right into our conversation because there's a lot that's been happening in Arkansas, and then there's still some things to be discussed on the city level. Um, and so, I just wanted Emma to have as much time as possible to get into this. Um, the first thing. Stand your ground, y'all. So, how do you want to dissect this? <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, <laughs> Lady Q, <laughs> let me say good morning to everybody. So, um, and everybody out there in KLK land, I hope you all are blessed and doing well this morning. Uh, last week was a rough week. And, um, we still have some action to take and um, with Stand Your Ground, of course, it did pass. Um, 
So it is actually going to Governor Hutchinson to uh, sign. And so at this point, the only thing that we can do is ask Governor Hutchinson to veto it. Okay. That's, that's where we are now. We want him to veto it. And um, there are a couple of ways you can do that. Um, you can text 644-33. That's 644-33. And it will ask you some questions about where you live, et cetera, et cetera. And then it will put you in contact with Governor Hutchinson's office. Um, and we want you to, of course, ask him to stand your ground, to veto stand your ground. And um, also, I mean, and you can, I wouldn't leave a long message. Um, okay. I think some folk have said they actually talked to somebody that his um, administrative assistant or somebody actually answered the phone and they left an actual message with her. Okay. Um, I don't know that you'll actually talk to anybody, but it doesn't need to be a long message. You don't have to feel like you need to know all the history. The main thing is just ask him to veto um, the uh, Stand Your Ground Bill, which is Senate Bill 24. He will, okay. If you say Stand Your Ground, he'll know what that means. Uh, and can I get that, that number again? Sure, it's 644-33. Mm -hmm. Okay, and what do we text? Uh, text Arkansas, I'm sorry. Yeah, text okay. Arkansas to 644-33. And, uh, and they will call you, um, okay. they will call you um, right away and um, connect you with um, his office. Okay. So you can leave a message if you get a voicemail or whatever, um, they will get it. I, I know last week um, I had a little trouble getting through. I think a lot of folks were trying to call, so <laughs> keep trying. You know, we need to we need to flood him and let him know we really oppose this bill. Um, don't be offensive, please. We just want him to understand that um, we need him to oppose this bill for the public safety for the state of Arkansas. Okay. And then there is another way. Of course, you can um, call his number. It's area code 501-682-2345. Okay. And these are on my Facebook page and on the uh, NAACP, NAACP Facebook, Craighead NAACP Facebook page as well. But that's his um, office number. And um, you can, now this is what was busy, uh, of course. Okay. But then um, you ask him to veto um, SB 24, stand your ground. And okay. also there is a, oh. another bill that is okay. going to him to sign. Now, when he gets these bills, he has five days, uh, which in my estimation is either today or tomorrow that oh. it will land on his desk for signature. Okay. Yeah. So, um, 
anyway, it's going to be signed really soon. So you need to do this today. Okay. Uh, do it today. Uh, you may have tomorrow, but let's not take that chance. If they're doing it tomorrow, uh, we find out it's doing it tomorrow, then do it again. But let's go ahead and get it done today, as many of you as will. But there is another um, very bad bill that has passed also. So when you call him, you are talking about two bills. You're talking about um, House Bill 1112, okay. along with SB 24. You're also talking about House Bill 1112. Now, House Bill 1112 is a voter suppression bill. Uh, so we want him to veto that as well. Um, this bill has passed and they are really making it more difficult for people to um, use a provisional ballot to vote mm -hmm. and are requiring the, um, you know, IDs. And I mean, this is something that's happening all over the country since the um, uh, Republican party is so disillusioned that there was a lot of voter fraud and um, going on in the last election uh, because they lost. Uh, so they are just really passing these crazy bills uh, all over the country, uh, even trying to pass them at the national level. So, so when you call the governor's office, ask him to veto uh, Senate Bill 24, as well as House Bill 1112. And okay. at this point, um, that's about all we can do because they have passed and it is up to him uh, whether he vetoes them or not. Um, so we'll have to see, see how that goes. Uh, we tried, we worked hard, um, but they, they, for some reason, were determined to get this uh, Stand Your Ground bill, to stand your ground at it. And it actually, you know, Stand Your Ground was just added to an already comprehensive uh, self-defense uh, bill. And so in addition to what was already in that bill about your ability to defend yourself um, and, you know, protect yourself, uh, they just saw fit to add to it that... Um, and, and, and yeah, for those of you who don't know Stand Your Ground, I think most people of color understand Stand Your Ground, but it basically says you don't have a duty to retreat when you can safely. So if you can safely retreat from someone attacking you, you don't have a duty to do so. You have a, a duty, you have the option to uh, defend yourself with deadly force, meaning uh, I can kill you. Uh, even if I have the option to retreat, which absolutely makes no sense to me uh, why you would even say that to somebody uh, that you don't have to retreat, you can kill them. So that's basically what Stand Your Ground is. And of course, we are so opposed to it because of the way it is um, unbalanced for people of color. Um, more people of color are adversely affected 
by standing your ground, of course, than uh, white folk. So that is well, what I'm adversely, adversely opposed to it um, um, because uh, that's the fear for my life <laughs> thing that they stand behind. I feared for my life. And uh, so there's, you know, who defines what, why you fear for your life? You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, mm -hmm. But um, anyway, so. We have a comment. We have several comments. I want to give a shout out to everyone that's tuned in watching. Um, Dr. Vivian Taylor says, here's the white privilege version. If an anti-masker gets in my six in my six feet, I'll be standing my ground. So. If I'm sorry, that again, if what? She said, if an anti-masker gets in my six feet, I'll be standing my ground. Okay. Um, <laughs> so that's the white. Girl. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. um, but there are some other comments. And then she also asked, um, would a donation to NAACP be more useful locally or nationally? And then... Well, um, locally, honey. Locally. Okay. <laughs> All righty. Um, Mrs. Felicia Johnson. Uh, Long Johnson says she's already sent him a message veto. Um, Mrs. Shanquetta says, listen, the shenanigans of our state legislators at an all-time high, and mm -hmm. it's time out for them to be voted out. And so that's another thing um, where voting matters. Um, your voice matters. It does matter. Yeah. I know people think on a national level it doesn't matter, but especially on a local state level local and state level, your voice does matter. Yeah. Um, yeah, thank you, ladies, for all those wonderful comments. And uh, Sean Credit, you are absolutely right. The, the, I've used, you use a nice word, shenanigans. I said they have lost their ever-loving minds in Little Rock because the, um, the House and the Senate are so one-sided, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's what we have to work on is that being so one-sided because we do have some uh, very good Republicans who um, who don't agree with adding stand your ground to the self-defense bill. Uh, but every week is something else. I get so sick of them every week. I said being the, the president of the local branch is getting to be a full-time job because every week there is some mess that's coming up and uh, it just takes so much time um, to try to stay halfway educated on what's going on but they it just every week there is some stupid bill and yes I said stupid I'm not taking it back some stupid bill that they are uh, trying to push through uh, they did back off of that history mess you all know about that that Black History and um, the 1619 Project. Did I say that right? Yeah, 1619 Project. They did back off of that, but they were actually trying to pass a law that says you couldn't teach Black History and slavery in schools, and you couldn't have groups that specified they were for certain uh, type folk. I'm like, please, you know, but anyway, I digress. But anyway, stand your ground, and this voter suppression uh, mess has already passed. And, um, and see, they have so many, it's hard to keep up with all of them that's going on. Um, I think there is one that has passed um, that has to do with healthcare, denying healthcare uh, to certain groups of folk. 
Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, it's just, it, it, yeah, it's just crazy. But anyway, but so for now, though, we are, you know, need to turn our attention to this uh, stand your ground and also this uh, voter suppression that um, is going to Governor Hutchinson to sign. And if he signs it, y'all, it's a done deal. Um, our only option at that point will be to fight to have them repeal, and um, I have not even checked on what that process looks like uh, as far as repealing a bill, but um, that's the only option at that point, and we will be doing that, trust me, um, if he does um, sign it. Uh, we will be uh, exploring how we go about um, having it repealed. And I will add that, you know, right now we are working in connection with the um, Black Caucus in Little Rock, okay. as well as Moms Demand Action. Um, okay. So those are the other two groups that we're working in concert with, coordinating efforts, so that we're all on the same page. Okay, we have a few more comments. Um, Mr. Rico Carter says, how do I join our local chapter? I'm glad you asked, sir. We'll make sure to get you the application. Um, so. Did you ask that question? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Dr. Vivian says she's going to get off and go contact Asa, uh, Governor Hutchison. Uh, she said, please get vests, my friends. I'm sorry. Um, and please sadly, and that's she said, vest. <laughs> vest. That's another conversation. <laughs> like oh, safety vest. Uh, not safety, but you know. Um, yeah. Okay. Good morning to Derek Coleman. Um, Mrs. Shanquetta says, and where are local Republican leaders in quotations on this? And she says supporting it. Um, mm -hmm. And so, uh, Mr. Rashad. Uh, I want to let you know, nobody uh, in our area um, was against it. So all our representatives uh, voted for it. And I feel like this just leads to a deeper, deeper conversations that we need to have. We have one more question. Um, Rashard Cunningham, uh, as of now, the bill hasn't fully passed. It has passed the House and the Senate, mm -hmm. um, but we're waiting on the governor to do to either sign it or not. So that's what we're discussing on how to reach out to the governor to encourage him not to sign it. Right. Um, so. And please do, it matters, trust me. Uh, but we do feel that it really needs to be a large number of folks doing that in order for it to be effective. Um, yeah. Because let's face it, he is a Republican governor. And so um, he is going to have to have a whole bunch of folks to uh, use their voice and speak out. And so these are both bad bills, please do not sign them. So uh, anyway, mm -hmm. so that's where we are on, on that foolishness. And um, mm -hmm. Richard also asks, where will it be announced? Well, um, I guess any, any news about bills and what's happening will be on your local news networks. Um, yeah, uh, it will be on the local news and generally I'll post it as soon as I find out. Um, I tune in, and you can tune in too. Uh, when I know there's a live session going on, I'll tune in and um, watch. And so, like uh, when they passed "Stand Your Ground," I was watching when they did it. 
and uh, it just broke my heart, uh, you know, but uh, so I knew right away that it had passed. So in cases like that, as soon as I find out, I generally post on my Facebook page uh, and or the Craighead County um, NAACP Facebook page. So if you don't use Facebook, of course, like she said, there's a news, uh, public news, uh, K8 generally announces um, legislative updates on what's going on as well. And I would say definitely look for, um, just go online and look for the Little Rock station, uh, TV stations, um, or go on Facebook, look for, look for the Little Rock TV stations. Mm-hmm. Um, anything related to Arkansas, um, there's a news outlet somewhere, a publication somewhere. So, um, and that kind of leads to my next comment, but I want to read these other, everybody else's comments. Um, Mrs. Shunquetta says, nobody, and we're fooling ourselves to think we have allies that want to take pictures with you, but don't want to stand against laws that protect your life foolery. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Rico Carter says he'll be contacting you. And good morning to Mrs. Leticia Fox Rochelle for checking mm-hmm. in. Good morning. So, and so this is the conversation. I'm, we're going to continue a little bit when we go to break. We have about a minute and a half left. But, you know, long gone are the times of us just sitting idly by and letting things happen. Mm-hmm. We we have to become very engaged, very informed citizens um, of whatever community you live in. Um, we need to, I don't, I don't want to say operating underground, but we need to start having more purposeful conversations in our social exactly. circles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, I was in a uh, uh, training last week, a, a national NAACP training. And one of the things that the guy said that really stuck with me is we got to stop having a meeting after the meeting and join, <laughs> join the meeting before the meeting. Because you getting on Facebook, uh, telephone or whatever, talking about what happened. And I know she didn't say that in the meeting. <laughs> it does nobody absolutely no good. So stop having these meetings after the meeting and let's get involved in the meeting before the meeting. And yes, we can talk, talk a little bit more about that uh, when we come back. All right. So we're going to get ready to take a quick break for those of you listening on air. We are on fake. We're going to continue on Facebook Live so you can jump on and join the conversation. Um, but we're going to continue because we, you know, there's just a lot more to discuss. But when we come back, we'll talk about some other things happening um, on the local level and see where the um, by ward only by ward voting is and anything else is happening that we need to make sure that you are informed of. You're tuning in to Kelly K 102.5 FM. We'll be right back after these announcements. Okay, so. Um, Miss uh, Dr. Vivian said she just got she just called and left a voicemail. Uh, she will call again, and she left a very thorough voicemail. Oh. Um, <laughs> so the governor, okay, right yes. on, Dr. Vivian. I don't know you, but thank you very much. <laughs> I would say she's been a very active supporter of Kelly K. Um, uh-huh. She particip- she participated in our last poetry event, but she she's always tuning in. She's um, very vocal about things she don't like, and yeah, I need your email address. So all right, email and or phone number so we can get in 
get, get in touch and talk. Yeah, she's um, really trying to do the best she can, you know, to... Yeah, well, we need to be working together. Yeah. Yeah, we are more powerful together than we are separate. Yeah, so, you know, let's, let's do the forces. And, you know, maybe we can help you with what you're working on and you can help us with what we're working on. Yes. I mean, so going back to having these purposeful conversations, we also need to bring our children into the conversation at the level of their understanding. Um, Because things are being said at school, um, in the community, you know, wherever they hang out. Mm -hmm. And they're going to come home. Sometimes they ask questions, sometimes they don't. But Mm -hmm. we don't want our children to be blindsided because there are other families who are having conversations. Mm -hmm. And those kids are going to be bold and say stuff out loud. And so we don't want our kids to get their feelings hurt or hurt physically. So it, which, which brings up another really good point. We really need to get more young folk involved in the NAACP. More uh, students, uh, young folk. Um, I don't even want to guess the average age of NAACP members at this point, but uh, uh, we need more young people and we need your children. Um, student membership is only $10 a year. Oh, wow. And, yeah, and if we have to pay that as a, I hadn't checked with my executive board, but I'm sure if we need to pay that, we will, because we need to get more young folks, more students um, involved in um, the NAACP for the very reason that she said. We need to start training them. They yes. need to start learning what's going on, uh, what their options are, uh, what avenues they need to take. And that they have someone they can talk to, that they can bring their issues to uh, comfortably. Okay, we're gonna put a pause right there because we're about to go back on air. Okay. All right, y'all. Welcome back to Community Conversations on Kelly K. One hundred two point five FM. I'm your host, Kavila Jones, with my very special guest, Mrs. Emma Agnew. It's the first Monday of the month, uh, so it is NAACP Day, and we've been talking in the first part. Um, of the show about SB 24 and HB, which is House Bill 1112, which Mm -hmm. uh, deals with voter suppression. And so we're going to get a little more into that. Um, But again, um, if you go back and check the Facebook live feed, I put the phone number to text uh, Governor Hutchison to encourage him to veto the Stand Your Ground Bill. He has if today's the day, we need to get on it today um, for him to sign that the day he's going to sign, get on it today. Uh, please text, call, email something and let him know how you feel. Um, join the NAACP, but we're going to continue on the conversation. Um, so Rick, Brother Rico left his um, information in the uh, feed and Dr. Vivian says, I'll come up once my vax is taken would not risk um, bringing COVID into the community. So, okay. Um, and then Derek Coleman but, says, yeah. Well, let me just say, we're not getting, we're in right now, we're doing everything via Zoom. We are planning to do uh, probably something at the end of the month. But right now, we're just totally Zooming and emailing and social media. So, but okay. Yeah. All right. And then Derek Coleman says, He'll pay. And Dr. Vivian says, you know, she could sponsor. I think that's where we could, as a community, come in mm-hmm. and sponsor children that are interested for right. families who don't um, have it. 
because this yeah. is where leaders are groomed. Yeah, this is the Yeah. Um, so it is very important. So if you know children or have children, please, um, you know, encourage them to become a member. Um, I'm sure I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of kids right now uh, are not even familiar with the NAACP. Yeah. Um, so um, we just, we really need that. It's time to start, but as you said, creating some new leaders um, for our communities. So um, please, let's do that. Yes, ma'am. So let's get into um, HB 1112 a little more. Okay. So you mentioned that it was, um, oh, Lugansi. Hi, Lugansi. Um, that it is a type of voter suppression bill. Mm -hmm. And so for those who may not know, what are some of the details that this bill entails? Okay, well, I'll do my best. I'm more familiar with Stand Your Ground than I am. Okay. But, well, I'll look up uh, some information. It, huh? You have some I'll information. Look up. But, basic, I'll look. but uh, yeah, basically, it is making it more difficult for uh, people to um, present a provisional ballot. And um, those of you who are not familiar with a provisional ballot, it is, if you show up to uh, vote and something is wrong, if they can't find you uh, in the log or they don't see that you're registered to vote, you can request a provisional ballot, which means they will let you go ahead and vote. Uh, and whatever the issue is, you have um, a certain amount of time, I think it's a week or so, but you know, you have a few days after you vote to produce whatever it is they couldn't find. Um, and one of the things that they're trying to require you to do is to um, have an ID with you to request a provisional ballot. In the past, not having ID has been one of the provisions. Um, I left my ID at home, I couldn't find it. Uh, and they can find you in the voter record. They will let you go ahead and vote, but you have to show back up with that ID in order to vote. And so they're trying to make it uh, where you have to have an ID to even you know, request a provisional ballot or you know any anything and so they're really just uh, making it more difficult for people to be able to vote on a provisional ballot well let me ask you this because of that fact would okay i know that voter registration is very important should our energy shift just a little bit to helping people get the ID they need, even if it's not a driver's license, because we know we're facing these challenges and these hurdles and these barriers. Should we shift our energy now to say, okay, let's do a community-wide sweep of what do you need to get, mm -hmm. to make sure you have the proper identification and helping people get those resources? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think that is um, 
you know, a great point. And we can actually do that when we do voter registration events. If uh, people want to register to vote and don't have ID, then we can help guide them. Um, some states have um, automatic voter registration when you, you know, renew your driver's license or um, you know get your driver's license. Like 18 year olds, when they get their driver's license, they're automatically registered to vote in some states. Uh, but I understand that you know in this period of I don't know what to call it turmoil. Um, <laughs> Uh, there some uh, legislators are trying to have that repeal where you cannot automatically register to vote. I don't know why, but um, but but yeah, we can certainly um, help people get IDs. Uh, you know, provide transportation for folk who may not be able to get to the DMV to get a uh, state issued ID uh, for those who don't drive. Um, so, excuse me. Uh, but anyway, uh, but yeah, that's a that's a great point. We can certainly um, help in that area. So I'm just going to put this out there to the community. Let's those of us who are willing and able to find out how to help people get these resources. I know that we're not doing a lot of gather, gathering right now, but giving them a phone number, an email, helping them navigate websites, whatever it takes. Mm -hmm. We are responsible for our community. It takes a village. You know, we're constantly saying that. And so it's time to start putting our money where our mouth is, <laughs> providerly. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, as uh, advocates, the, the NAACP has been around a long time as an advocate. Um, the, um, the more members we have, the stronger we are. And I've said that before. And um, we need folk. Uh, you know, if your membership just means that you support us in the background, we will accept that. But we really need folk who are ready to get out there and work because it's so much work to be done. And those of us um, who are members and are trying to get the work done, it is just exhausting and tiring um, sometimes when you only have a handful of folk to spread it around to. Uh, and so, you know, we encourage you, those of you who have expressed interest in becoming members, uh, I really appreciate it. We're going to um, get your email uh, from Quabila and send you a membership form with instructions on um, how to get that back to us. And we just appreciate it um, so much, your membership and your support, uh, your contributions. Um, you know, whatever membership is still just $30 for the whole year. And as I said, it's only 10 for students. It's only $10 a year for students. Um, and with, um, I think it's 20 or 25 um, student memberships, we can have a youth chapter of the NAACP where we can really uh, train people to be leaders in that youth chapter. Okay, and they can work in conjunction with the A state NAACP. Like there's there's a gap in there that can be filled that mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to leadership right. guidance. We all work together. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. So 
I see Lagenzi has joined us. Would you like to join the conversation, sir? Good morning. Well, it took me a while to come on because his laptop is going slow. But, you know, I saw this meme on Facebook. I think it kind of sums up what we're dealing with at the moment. Basically, the state of Arkansas has made it easier to kill a person, but harder to vote. And I don't think you can argue about that. I also kind of wanted to bring back a point that Dr. Taylor had brought up. I mean, regarding the stand your ground, it's, you know, being framed in the interest of how it would affect minorities. But I don't think that people have really thought about the broader implications of it. And her example was a good one. So basically, if, like as the example she gave, if someone uh, isn't wearing their mask and she feels threatened, you know, she can shoot them and basically say, well, I felt threatened because you don't have your mask on and I'm afraid you're going to give me COVID. So the problem with that is, uh, I understand it's a two-way street, definitely. But here's the issue, uh, Leganthe, and to those listening. When that happens, um, Black folk are five times more likely to be convicted of murder than white folk. So, oh, and, I'm absolutely, and I'm absolutely aware of that. Yeah. So if a Black person... Um, uses stand your ground, there is a great chance that they're going to be convicted of murder. But and there's actually a precedent for that. White, white person, especially if they kill a white person. Um, but if a white person shoots a black person, um, there's a great chance they're not going to be convicted of anything. And so yeah, is- uh, that's why it's so one-sided. It, it, yeah, it's, it's supposed to be a two-way street, but it doesn't shape out to be that way in the states that have it. Well, and what I was, the point I was going to add to that is there's actually a precedent for that. There was a, right after Florida initially passed theirs, right after the Trayvon Martin killing, there was an example of a Black woman who fired her gun in the air because her husband was abusing her, and she cited stand your ground, and they found her guilty for murder. So I am aware of the double standard mm-hmm. um, that when it comes to the application of these types of laws. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying that's why it's being framed the way it's being framed uh, is, is for those reasons. Yeah. Well, I have this question. Has those, the legislators that support this bill, have they publicly stated uh, why they support it? You know, what their reasoning well, is? They have reasoning that doesn't make sense to, to most of us. Uh, the main thing is they feel it's going to reduce crime uh, because um, it does not reduce crime. What it reduces is the conviction for crime. So um, if you're not convicted of shooting me because you think I'm a threat to you and you're not convicted, um, you don't have a record. It doesn't go into statistics as a murder. Um, but the homicides are going up. So it may not show as much crime, but there is. You're just getting out, getting off with it. Uh, but the homicides are going up. So that's what most of them are using, and some of them are even saying that it balances the playing field or some such nonsense. So they have, in their own minds, come up with um, 
logic why this is a good deal, but as I say, none of it really makes any sense. Okay. So, so. Sir, what'd you say, McKenzie? Oh, I, I didn't say anything. I'm just kind of monitoring the live feed. Okay. Uh, but I mean, since you, but since you brought up, I, I can, uh, at this point, I would like to ask uh, Mrs. Agnew, there has been some um, calls in the Black community that if this does pass, that we should definitely encourage our own to um, defend themselves if any way possible. Um, just what are your thoughts on that? Well, um, I, I feel that um, for me, I can only speak for me. I'm not gonna tell anybody else what to do. If I can safely retreat, I'm safely retreating. Uh, I'm not really a fighter and I don't own a gun. Thank so, yeah, and so if I can safely retreat and get out of that mess, I'm gonna safely retreat. Now that's, you know, that's me. Okay. That brings us to our, to our comments. Derek Coleman says, example, if a black person is out campaigning, it makes it harder to knock on people's doors because if someone feels threatened, shoot, kill, and be justified. Dr. Taylor says, I truly think racist whites aren't thinking otherwise we use this to protect ourselves from them, not trying to make it about us, just saying. And we do appreciate each and every one of you that has checked in with your comments on our live feed. Please share this video. We definitely want as many people as possible to get this information and be a part of this discussion. So going back to, you know, the beginning of the conversation or parts of the beginning and for those that missed it um, and those that weren't on our live feed, um, it's time to start having more purposeful conversations. It's time for us to go on to ArcLeg, um, all the other websites that show you the House bills, Senate bills, what's being discussed because they leave notes um, on those, like you put the bill, it is showed the latest version of it. And then maybe some things that have been discussed in the meetings. And so we need to be informed on what's happening on every level. Mm -hmm. You know, um, we may not always have an ally in the um, state capital or the, those individuals can't always relay in real time what's happening so we need to try to stay on top and again have these conversations pass this information on to anyone who doesn't know how to navigate you know these different sites um and we need to take a stance we don't need things to get to the point of no return we don't need things to get to the point of oh they're voting today we should have already been <laughs> to the best of our ability <laughs> right yeah exactly and that was one of the things that you know when i mentioned meetings before the meeting, um, we need to start being more strategic and purposeful um, about our relationships with community leaders uh, and um, having discussions about things that matter and are important to us and being um, putting ourselves in the loop of what's actually going on so we can start addressing some of those things um, before they actually happen. Um, mm -hmm. They may happen anyway, but at least we were in at the beginning and we're familiar with the origins or whatever. And uh, so uh, 
we can weigh in for or against with a lot more information. Uh, so when we have meetings before the meetings that are purposeful and strategic around issues, um, then we can really present a powerful case uh, for whatever reason that, that we want. Okay, Alrighty. And I just want to add something. Okay. Once again, elections have consequences. So uh, for those who may be new to the discussion, the, the backstory on this, this law, the standing ground law actually was brought up last year or last legislative term, I should say. Um, it did die in the Senate committee because of the nay vote of then Senator John Cooper. Well, because of his vote, that's when you know, the people who were in favor of it did a concerted push to replace him. And because, and they were successful because not enough people understood what the implications of that vote mean. So because of that one senator being replaced, now it was able to pass the Senate and we are where we are today. So it's, again, elections have consequences. You simply cannot afford not to vote. People's literal survival is on the line. Yeah, and John uh, Quinta um, tiptoed around it a little while ago, but we got to stop assuming that folk are our friends because they smile in our face and shake our hand, uh, these elected uh, politicians. Um, we can't assume they're our friends. Look at how they vote. They think like you. That's what you, you know, you can go on this ArgLeg website. I encourage all of you to become familiar with it and see how these folk vote. If they're your friend, how do you vote? Did you vote for Stand Your Ground or against it? Did you vote to suppress my vote or did you not? Uh, so you can follow them because everybody that smiles in your face and say they're your friends is not your friend. Uh -huh. don't have your best interests. We're going to put a little pause right there. We're going to take another break off air, but we will continue this conversation on Facebook Live. So join us. So we have a few more comments. Uh, good morning to everyone else that just tuned in. But uh, we'll be right back after these announcements. All right. So I want to say good morning to Gwen Henderson on Gwen, Arizona, checking in. Uh, Derek Coleman says, I'll set up an event next month. Hopefully the NAACP and other committee leaders will participate. And good morning to Joanne Brown Jackson for checking in. Um, I know, again, we are in the midst of, you know, COVID and we have to be very careful. But at the same time, we could have an event where people just either come and go, um, take information, or we can distance and have people sign form, whatever it takes. But we have right. to get this information out. We have mm -hmm. to be more strategic, as you said. We have to be more purposeful. That's the... That's the word of the decade, purposeful. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And um, also just, you know, quick side note, uh, you mentioned COVID. Um, I had my first vaccine last week and okay. um, getting, oh, and happy March, everybody. <laughs> we'll be getting my uh, second vaccine later this month. And I just want to encourage everybody to get the vaccine. I know there are some folks who say they're not taking it, they don't want to take it. Uh, but for it to be effective, 
Um, I believe it's at least 70% of the population uh, has to take it. Um, and so uh, I just encourage you to take the vaccine. Uh, let's try to move this country forward, um, you know, be able to gather again and safely and, you know, hug and greet people <laughs> like, you know, like we as people are accustomed to doing and, you know, be able to meet in groups and whatnot. So um, please reconsider. Uh, I did not have one side effect. My arm didn't even get sore. Some folks say their arm got a little sore. Uh, my arm didn't even get sore. And so uh, it's different for everybody. I'm not saying your arm won't get sore. But um, the side effects are very minimal. I haven't had the second one yet. But anyway, I just wanted to take that little um, uh, public announcement to encourage you to get the vaccine when it becomes available for you. And we've and had there would be, I'm sorry. And a quick reminder, there will be a mass vaccination clinic March 6th at the First National Bank Arena. They're actually trying to get 3,000 people vaccinated that day. So if you are in any of the categories that are currently available, which are educators, people in the healthcare field, and people 65 and older, if you're in any of those fields and you have not yet, please come out on March 6th. I believe it's going to be all day long at the First National Bank Arena. Okay. Awesome. Um, Dr. Vivian says she will get hers, her second vac. Well, I don't know if it's her first or second. I apologize. She'll get hers tomorrow. <laughs> um, and you know, we, we've had um, medical professionals come on and talk about um, don't let history be made. We know that there are some negative things that have happened in the medical yeah. field when it comes to blacks, but we'll talk about that in a moment. And we're going to go back on air. Yeah. All right, welcome back to the last segment of Community Conversations on KLEK 102.5 FM. We have been discussing various bills that are uh, going through the House and the Senate of Arkansas. Um, so we need everyone to be informed. Uh, we need everyone to reach out to Governor Hutchison, um, SB 24, which is the standard ground bill, and HB 1112, which talks about um, basically provisional ballots and requiring uh, voters to have ID and other forms of identification. Mm -hmm. You can find all this information. Um, there's a website. It is either Legiscan, L-E-G-I-S-C-A-N. You can type in the bill number or some keywords. Um, you can pull it up and it gives you the latest information um, on it, which is a draft at this point. Um, it shows you what's been discussed. It'll show you what's been marked out and any other addendums that's been made. So please inform yourself, have conversations with others. Um, and then we're, now we're going to talk about switch gears a little bit and reiterate why it's important to join NAACP, how to do that, and getting our kids involved. So go ahead, Ms. Emma. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, well, it's very simple. And we do request that you join at the local level. Uh, you can go, of course, on the national website and, and join. Um, that money does not come directly to your local chapter until sometime in the future. Um, we get the membership is um, $30 a year, as I said. Your local chapter only gets $11 of that. And so when you do it on the national site, um, we get our $11 when we get it. 
Uh, but when you do it locally, we can pull our $11 out and send um, their portion to them. So we ask you to do it locally. Uh, and all you need to do is complete a very short membership form and uh, send us the $30. And you can do that through um, post office box. Uh, the post office box is 922 and the zip is 7243. Craighead County NAACP PO Box 922, Jonesboro, Arkansas 72403. You can send the form and a check through the mail. Um, you can also cash app us. We have a cash app at dollar sign Craig, C R A I G N A A C P. And when you cash app us, please go ahead and mail that membership form. We do need the information to uh, put you in our database as a member. Um, so please, um, please do that. Uh, and um, you will hear back from us. We'll be most, most appreciative. And again, we want to encourage you to let's get some children, some young people signed up for the NAACP. Um, we are the oldest civil rights and advocacy group in the country. We've been around um, about 114 years at this point. And uh, we need to continue our work. Um, our work seems to be, it seems to be going back to when I was a kid, you know, when you had to protest everything. And, you know, there was so much going on that we had to fight. And um, we're still, we're still here and we're still fighting. So we would appreciate very much your membership in the NAACP. Uh, our email address, let me go ahead and give that is, um, Craig, NAACP, at gmail.com. So if you need to send us an email okay. or anything, that's the email address. Craig, NAACP, at gmail.com. Okay. All right, so I put the email address in the Facebook live feed. Mm -hmm. um, because I'm too slow to type the rest of it, sorry. Um, but please go back and get that information. Email, that would be one of your best starts and then you can get the rest of the paperwork mm -hmm. and other things you need from there. But definitely please get your application, get that fee paid, get some children involved, $10 a year. That's right. a great investment for our children mm -hmm. to um, teach them to be leader, teach them how to be leader, expose them to mm -hmm. all things community and it's time for us to start raising up more leaders. We don't want to lose any of our generations to come. <laughs> right. um, mm -hmm. Because I feel that even though we're not, well, I don't know if I can say that. Okay. It may not seem like we're in a time of where we just need to be out as they were in the 60s and 70s. But at the same time, we don't need to lose our drive and momentum right. um, yeah. for advocating for civil rights. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, we do need to continue our advocacy and uh, you know of course um we have different means of doing that now so that's the that's the only difference things are not a whole lot better to be honest with you it doesn't seem to be uh we lost some gains over the last four years we kind of had setbacks and uh we just have different means of doing that but i know the time is getting late and i did want to touch on real quick um the byward voting um, okay um so that is has gone through the first reading and of course there are three readings at the city council it has gone through the first reading the second reading um 
will be tomorrow night at the city council meeting. And of course they are meeting virtually. Um, if people feel moved to speak, we do support, the NAACP does support the um, ward voting, which will make the um, position one in each ward by ward, uh, which means that people that live in that ward only will vote for that person rather than citywide. We don't okay. have time to really get into that a whole lot, but we do support it. We do believe that it is beneficial um, to getting better, better service number one, you know, from people who live in our ward because they're easier to connect with uh, and they have a closer connection to the community rather than the whole city. And so we support that. And so um, if your heart's desire, please tune in. And when they ask for comments, um, if you feel moved to make comments, please, please do. It has to go through three readings and then they will vote on it. Uh, so you can send a letter also to um, alderman at jonesboro.org. And if you send that letter to alderman, all your council members will get it and just tell them that you support um, the uh, hybrid award voting so uh, ordinance. So, uh, and uh, again, you can tune in and express your opinions on on by ward voting also on tomorrow night. All right. Well, we thank you, Ms. Emma, for joining us today. Um, thank you, everyone, for tuning in, for watching, uh, for supporting Kelly K. We are your community radio station. We could not do what we do without you. So uh, also, please consider donating to Kelly K. We are a local uh, nonprofit. So if you want to have more conversations like this, support local. Thank you all. Have a great and blessed day. Thank okay. you. That time marker always catches me. So, and thank you everyone for listening on Facebook. And Dr. Vivian says, if you all have kids wanting to join, we can sponsor. So please get me on that list. So there's no excuse. We right. have people that are willing to support our kids. Right. So um, That is awesome. Thank you guys so much. All right. Look, any final words before I end the Facebook Live? <laughs> Um, no, just thank you for your support. Definitely join your local NAACP chapter. Get involved. Be the change in which you seek. All right. With that, everyone have a great and blessed day. Thank you, guys. Appreciate